Finally, you're going to understand why the promises of God are not manifesting in your life. An ancient mystery, I say an ancient key, has been stolen. Is there a supernatural dimension? A world beyond the one we know? Is there life after death? Do angels exist? Can our dreams contain messages from heaven? Can we tap into ancient secrets of the supernatural? Are healing miracles real? Sid Roth has spent over 35 years researching the strange world of the supernatural. Join Sid for this edition of It's Supernatural. Hello, Sid Roth here. Welcome to my world where it's naturally supernatural. My guest, Carrie Kirkwood, is going to mentor you in the power of imagination. And you know, when I say imagination, some of you think, oh, he's talking about new age. No, that's a counterfeit of something authentic. Uh, let me give you an example. Uh, just before I became a believer in the Messiah, I got involved in the new age. And I saw a lot of things that are similar to after I became a believer in, 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 in healing, in confessing, in imagining. And I, I was so fearful of touching anything to do with the new age, I, I sort of threw out the baby with the dirty bathwater. You see, the devil is a counterfeit artist. Now, if you go to the U.S. Treasury, and you're trained to know the difference between a counterfeit and something, an authentic dollar, you don't study the counterfeit, you study the authentic. That's why we have It's Supernatural, so you can study the authentic. Uh, Carrie, you know, this thing about imagination is so powerful. You were telling me about a study you read of medical students. Right, uh, in 2007, there's been many articles, but particularly one in 2007, pre-med students who began to study the diseases that uh, they were having to be tested over started uh, having symptoms of the very diseases that they were studying about. So the more that they looked at the diseases, they started seeing the symptoms showing up, or at least they felt those symptoms showing up in their body. Because the proverb says, as one thinks, so he becomes. So if someone goes to a doctor, and the doctor says, well, according to this blood test, you, it looks like you're gonna have these things, and you have this in your background, in your, your ancestry, and then you're using your imagination, but in reverse. Right, because imagination is really a picture, and pictures can lead us to a destiny. So when people start seeing these kind of things, they accept them as truth, and it becomes a reality to them. Well, tell me about this reoccurring dream that you, you kept having that opened all of this to you. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I play golf occasionally, and I had for three nights in a row the same dream. And in this dream, I was putting for the major championship. A lot of money was on the line. I was ahead, I was on the 18th green, all I had to make was a six inch putt. And I remember in this dream as I got up to make the putt, the ball went right up to the edge of the cup and wouldn't go in. The next night, I had the same dream, the ball went off the little bit. And the third night, I had the same dream all in a row, 
And I woke up and I was so frustrated. And I realized there was something in my family that we'd never been able to break through into any kind of a success. So I was laying there. I, I felt the Holy Spirit impress me. Go ahead and finish the dream. And I thought, I can't finish the dream. I can't go back to sleep. You know, this has perturbed me. He said, no, you don't have to go back to sleep. I want you to see that ball going into the cup. You need to see it. And when I did that, in my own thoughts and in my own mind, we would say in imagination, I saw that image. The ball went into that. It broke something through my family. And I've seen it all the way through my siblings. Things have been different ever since. Now, after you had that dream, you started studying imagination right. in the Bible. Uh, tell me some of your first insights where light bulbs went off. Well, I realized that we were created in the imagination of God. It wasn't just in the image like God looks like us because that isn't what it is. And so if we were created in the imagination of God, then that meant that God had an understanding of a plan for us. And then Jeremiah says that I have thoughts for you, I have plans for you of welfare and not for calamity. So that's a pretty good picture right there. So then when Adam and Eve, when the, through their disobedience, fell, that Adam before that time had the ability to name the animals. There's a creativity about him. He could uh, understand the things of God because the original says that when God breathed into man, he became a speaking spirit. He was a spirit that had insight in that. And when he lost that ability to be creativity, then that's something that has been lost. And we, we just kind of think that imagination is a bad thing because we've heard of vain imagination. We've heard of wild imagination. But really, God gave us imagination in the very beginning. Well, I was impressed when I studied your teaching. Uh, in the very beginning, we were made in the image of God. Exactly. But you took it one step further, in the imagination exactly. of God because you have the ability to look beyond the circumstances and to see the bigger picture. And God wants us to see eye to eye with Him and see the way He sees. Ephesians 1, uh, 17 and 18 is a powerful verse. This was what connected the dots for me. It says, and Paul is making this as an apostolic prayer, and he says, I pray that the eyes of your understanding, the eyes of your heart, not the eyes of the head, the eyes of your heart would be enlightened. And that word enlightened originally was translated the word photizo, which means we get the word photograph, means to take a picture. So it would go something like that the, I pray that the eyes of your heart would be able to take a picture so that you would know what is the hope of your calling. God wants to, to implant, to impress upon our heart an image or a picture, if you will, the things that He has in store for us and that we can be. Now, what difference is it making, say, in your life when you got this revelation? Well, when I'm praying for people, and even in the ministry, that I can see ahead of time, I, I just know the heart of God because I'm not making it up, because we know the Bible says it's God's will that none should perish, all shall come to the knowledge of the Son of God. So I know that's the image of God. So therefore, I take what, what the Word of God says, and I just begin to see people being healed, their lives being transformed, and prophetically, then I can begin to see this is what God really had in store for you. But you bought into another image that wasn't the image that God gave you. The devil comes in and gives you an image of yourself, a failure, that, uh, and words that some others have spoken over you, and has created a wrong image, and thus an imagination. Uh, you know, I'm reminded of uh, when the, all the people became as one and they were building the Tower yes. of Babel to heaven and God said nothing 
is impossible for them with that evil. And the imagination can be used for evil or it can be used for good. Exactly. Uh, and, and for instance, I'm very concerned over the internet exposing a whole generation to mm -hmm. pornography. Oh, yeah. uh, and what happens when someone just cogitates it and, and uses their imagination in these pictures of, of pornography? What's well, going on? Well, in that verse of Genesis 11, when you're talking about the Tower of Babel, God saw that there was nothing impossible that they had imagined to do. They, mm -hmm. they, were they had a picture in their mind what they were going to do. In order for, when God came down, in order for that work to stop, he confused the language. If you can change the language and change the dialogue that one has with one another with God, then all of that image stops. The dialogue that we have with God puts within us the right image. Pornography is a billions and billions of dollar industry every year because pornography is a visual picture that is emblazoned upon a heart and it causes shame. It, it is the perversion of how God wants us to see Him. It's the perversion of how He wants us to see our marriage and, and uh, our spouses and other people. And so it is a substitute for what God really says, I have this in store for you, but you've settled for something less than. Well, you, you know, Carrie, I'm so excited for Carrie to reveal a revelation and God told him that this is the key to solve every problem. How would you like the key to solve every problem? Don't go away. We'll be right back. We'll be right back to It's Supernatural. Carrie Kirkwood wants you to know that your imagination is a tool God has given you to see His will manifested in your life. Call now and get Carrie Kirkwood's book and four-part audio CD teaching series, The Power of Imagination, plus his audio CD, The Power of Magnification, all three yours for a donation of $45. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9127. Through this powerful book and audio CD teaching series, you will learn how to have the imagination of God, see into your future, see your life and circumstances through God. God's eyes. Obtain faith with vision to begin walking in the supernatural power of God. It includes powerful prayers of impartation releasing godly imagination to you. You will also receive this revelatory audio CD teaching The Power of Magnification. Learn how to magnify God's supernatural solutions to life's problems. Watch God supernaturally intervene on your behalf. Discover your purpose and destiny. Sid Roth believes this teaching is the key and missing ingredient to see all the gifts and fruit of the Spirit operating in your life. Don't miss out on getting Carrie Kirkwood's book and four-part audio CD teaching series, The Power of Imagination, plus his audio CD, The Power of Magnification. All three yours for a donation of $45. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9127. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9127 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. We now return to It's Supernatural. Hello, Sid Roth here with Carrie Kirkwood. Carrie, how does the power of imagination uh, fit with physical healing? For instance, tell me about that woman with MS, Diana. Yeah, I was in, a, in Houston in a meeting, and there was a, um, a healing conference, actually. I was there the last night. And uh, it, was, it was late in the evening, and it was the, the auditorium is about the size of a gymnasium. There's people stretched all the way across the front. I would go along, and I would just have a word, like a prophetic word, short, and I would say to them what I was seeing. 
And I went all the way down through to the, almost to the end of the line to this one person. And uh, with Deanna was, uh, I didn't know the ailments, didn't know what she had, didn't need to know because that was kind of, didn't want it to work against my thinking. So the word over her was, may the comfort and the portion of the Holy Spirit be yours. I never really used that frame of uh, paraphrase like that before. And she even told me later, she said, I thought that was kind of a lame statement. He had been prophesying to everybody all night long and I get this statement. But I said to them, don't go back and sit down until you have faith has entered your heart. I want you to see yourself pain-free without that. Look for the glory, do not look for the pain. Because a lot of times people say, you know, uh, you know, what you were hurting, try, try moving that part, you know, mm -hmm. and, and all right. they do is look for the pain. And I said, I want you to see what it looks like for you to be healed. You can live without it. You can live within him, within his imagination. And so she stayed there a long time, went back to her seat and started feeling things happening in her body. She went back to the doctor. Previous this time, she was so debilitated, taking heavy medication, having difficulty just doing small functions for her family on a regular basis. She was uh, not able to really do anything uh, publicly. And so she knew something was happening in her body differently. Went back to the doctor, convinced them to do another MRI. They said, no, we've got the diagnosis. She pressed them to do it. And there they had the, the diagnosis on that screen was before and after. The lesions were there before with the MS, and afterwards there was no lesion. They took another one just to make sure their right. equipment was not malfunctioning because she could once again see herself as she was before she had MS. How does this scripture, what does this mean to you? Jesus made this statement, I only do what I see my heavenly Father doing. How does that play into this? Well, it's not just a metaphor because we think, well, you know, he's, he's Jesus. But Philippians 2 says that he was all God and all man. He functioned as we do. And so that Jesus could have uh, the ability to see what God was doing. I believe that he was seeing God to heal people, and so he just simply walked out what we're seeing. When they told him his disciples came and says, Lazarus is dead, instead of panicking and running down there real quick, he stayed more days where he was because he saw something they didn't see. And with imagination, when you function with being able to see that God has a plan, even in the midst of chaos and confusion, he will walk you through it and you can be at peace because imagination helps you to see what he sees, not get caught up in that momentary fixated of panic and we have to do something, then we start trying to trust our own feelings or mind. Then Jesus goes down there and, and he calls Lazarus out because he had already seen what the Father wanted to do. Now, you say you have a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. I like this. He has a lot of fun in his quiet time. What do you do that gives you so much fun? Well, I think it's the religiosity is when people try hard to get at something from God, you know, and when they do, they just get a brain freeze. I don't try to go in and get something from God. I know that he has something for me. But the Bible says when you delight yourself in the Lord, he'll give you the desires of your heart. So I just ask him, uh, give me the desire of my heart. But I want it to be your desire you place there. Because uh, if I don't have the right desires, because... Mark 11, 24, so whatsoever you desire when you pray. A lot of people pray and they have no desire on their heart. They're just praying. I'm not coming with a grocery list of, you know, God, I've got to do this. I have to have these things and please, please, please. I simply just want to delight in him. And he begins to give me 
images or these photographs, if you will, they're kind of flashes that just come through the mind and I have to learn how to grab hold of them and capture those thoughts so that they become realities from him. But what if you're just starting and you don't have those pictures coming in your mind? What would you suggest someone do? Then I would just simply, just as if you were going to, to want to talk to a friend, and Jesus, I love you, I'm here, because it's all out of intimacy. I'm not trying to get a message. I'm not trying to get you to do something for me. I simply want that impartation of the communion and fellowship being with you. And then somehow or another, it just begins to come. You can take a tablet with you and start writing these things down. And these images, I keep one beside my bed. And sometimes in the middle of the night, I'll get up and write them down. Because I don't know if I'm dreaming or I'm seeing a picture mm -hmm. because I'm half awake or half asleep. And so in those times, the Lord will give me things that are going to happen in the future. But it may not, I, I don't understand them right at that moment. So grab hold of those things. And we can teach you how to to uh, discern between something, whether it's a vain imagination or a godly imagination. Now, I know a man that literally takes the miracles of the Bible and sees himself in his imagination doing the same thing. And then he goes out to, say, Africa or India or, or just a meeting in the U.S., and he sees it happen. He attributes to his imagination of him doing what Jesus said, you'll do the same works I've done and right. even greater. So is, is that kosher? Is it okay to well, do that? Well, it is. In Matthew 5, and about verse 28, Jesus, when he's teaching on the Sermon on the Mount, he makes this statement that a lot of times we never equate this with, and he's talking about adultery. He said, uh, uh, if a man looks upon a woman to lust after her, he has committed adultery already in his heart. Well, that was different than Moses' law, which was, you know, after you catch them, then you stone them. But Jesus is saying it's different now. So I was reading that. I was thinking, if that's true with sin, that's true with adultery, why couldn't it be true that if a man sets his heart upon the Lord and the beauty of God and all that God has in store for him, that could become a reality in his heart as well? Because what fell in the garden in the original sin, Jesus came to restore what was lost in that garden, and he wants to restore us to saying, I have these things for you if you can see what I see. You know, I have an idea that some of you can't wait to start operating in the power of imagination, but wait till you hear this new revelation that Kerry got. I have to tell you, it's dramatically changed my life. Don't go away. We'll be right back to It's Supernatural. For he himself is our peace, who has made both Jew and Gentile into one, and broke down the barrier of the dividing wall. His purpose was to create in himself, to create in himself. His purpose was to create one new man, one new man, one new man, the Adam Hadash Echad, one new man. We now return to It's Supernatural. Hi, Sid Roth here with Carrie Kirkwood. Some of you are trying desperately to sell your homes. Others have businesses. They want to sell their business. And in the times we're living in, some of you have just said, oh, I'm never going to be able to do that. It's not true. God says, 
all things are possible. All means all. All things are possible to those who believe. Carrie, tell me about that woman that had, what, for three years she tried to sell her business. Yeah, her name was Barbara, and, and she sent me this email after getting a hold of the teaching on the power of imagination. And she had her business listed with a broker that sold businesses. And she needed to sell the business desperately because of the financial burden that it had. And she said it wasn't, you know, something that, that someone was just going to walk in and take because it was not a business that was happening. So she began to see that God wanted to sell the business instead of looking at all the problems with the economy and looking what the broker had told her and all the feelings that adverse against what she's doing. Right. She began to see in her heart with a picture in her mind someone was going to come and buy that business. And it was just a matter of a couple of days after that, a guy contacted her and says, I want to buy your business for cash and I, uh, I'm not even going to negotiate the price. Here it is. And they closed within less than the, the amount of time she would have recently. She emailed me and said, I want you to know this really works. This is not just theory. This is a reality. Now, I have to ask this question. Which came first, the chicken or the egg? In other words, did she hear from God and then imagine what she heard from God? Or did she read in the Bible and imagine the promise of what she read in the Bible as far as selling her business? Well, the, the, the images were still were coming, but she dismissed it as, ah, it's just me. The so one, the images were coming from God, but she thought it was herself. Yeah, because she just dismissed mm -hmm. it, you know, as a bad pizza thing or whatever, you know, kind of thing. But when she realized that she can capture the thoughts of God, because when 2 Corinthians 10, where he says we're to, to pull down those, uh, those fortresses and its word thought there and take captive every thought. The word captive means at the point of a spear. Hmm. Take captive those thoughts, and when our obedience is completed, it, then there's the, it, our punishment, there, there's a punishment against the, the, the enemy for the disobedience. So I was thinking, you know, he's all, we always use that verse of scripture about bad thoughts, and you know, we got to get rid of those bad thoughts, pull them down. Well, why not if there's thoughts of God that he's trying to speak to us, those, like Jesus saw what God wanted to do, then we can capture those thoughts or those images that God says, here's something I have in store for you. Here's a benefit. Here's what I have for you and your family. But we dismiss it because ah, it's just too big. You know, it's, it's, if it's too good to be true, it's usually not. <laughs> Once you capture those thoughts and recognize that they are godly, then you learn how to, to function and cooperate with the power of the Holy Spirit. God spoke to you one day and said, Carrie, I'm going to give you the solution to every problem. And God's going to speak through Carrie right now and give you the solution to every problem. I was on the way to the office just a regular day, and I would just ask the Holy Spirit. I said, I, I'd like a nugget just to give to my staff. They work hard, and I love teaching in that environment. And uh, I was surprised when I heard the Holy Spirit say inside of my heart, saying, I'm going to give you something that you can make application to every problem that you'll ever face. Well, I was pretty perplexed and sure. astonished by that. I thought, I need to pull over and write this down. And this is what he said to me. In order to shrink the problem, you've got to magnify the solution. 
And I knew that Psalms 34 said, Oh, magnify the Lord with me. And the word magnify means to make larger, to overshadow, uh, the, bigger than everything but, else. But our tendency is to do the exact opposite. <laughs> it is. We magnify and oh, we yeah. let overshadow all the problems. And then we have a, a pity party. And Carrie, what you're saying is God's saying, you're doing it in reverse. Exactly. You're actually making a problem for yourself. Well, you go to the doctor and he says you got high blood pressure. The next thing is you think about it and you make it bigger than it is. And after you've told 10 people, it's bigger than what the doctor said. All right, so what would you do if a doctor said to you, you have high blood pressure? What would you well, do? Well, then I would turn around and magnify the Lord God, who, who, the one who did not give me high blood pressure. So I would magnify that solution, magnify him. Like a couple sitting around the table and saying, you know, look at our checkbook. We don't have any money here. You know, and the kid says, I need this eye. We don't have the money. And, and we just tell everybody I'm broke. I don't have anything. Then, but we know that God, who he is, he's the God who supplies everything, all of our needs in Christ Jesus. So if we magnify him, that it releases him. Because there's a scripture that says, and the old ancients, the old Jewish ancients believed this. As however we, we declared his name, he would manifest himself in the same way. As his name is, so is his praise. So as I praise him and magnify him, he manifests himself in the way that I'm praising. So if I'm over here magnifying the devil for taking all my money and, and striking my body and, and winning out uh, against me, then what I've done is that I have shrunk God and I've magnified the problem. You know, there's such a presence of God very briefly, God told you some things that are going to happen this year. Tell me. Right. I've been looking for this year since 2010 that there is going to be a transfer of wealth, and wealth comes in two different ways, not just financially. But the Bible says, I've blessed you with all spiritual blessings in Christ Jesus. That is a wealth to be able to spiritually discern and know the heart and the mind of Christ and of God. Then when we understand that, then that is a wealth to us. In the same way, I believe that towards the end of uh, 2012, the last quarter, not everybody, but there is going to be a transfer of wealth because there's people that have heard God two years ago about stewardship and sowing, and those have been obedient to do that, that 2012 is a year of harvest for souls, but it's also a harvest for those who have been sowing financially and believing God for supernatural things. And for you that haven't been sowing, it's not too late. It's the end of the year that Carrie said. And when we go off the air, I want you to use your sanctified imagination and I want you to start magnifying God's promises and stop praying your problem. Start praying how great God is. You get it? I hope the light bulbs are going off for you. <laughs> Carrie Kirkwood wants you to know that your imagination is a tool God has given you to see His will manifested in your life. Call now and get Carrie Kirkwood's book and four-part audio CD teaching series, The Power of Imagination, plus his audio CD, The Power of Magnification, all three yours for a donation of $45. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9127. 
Through this powerful book and audio CD teaching series, you will learn how to have the imagination of God, see into your future, see your life and circumstances through God's eyes, obtain faith with vision to begin walking in the supernatural power of God. It includes powerful prayers of impartation releasing godly imagination to you. You will also receive this revelatory audio CD teaching, The Power of Magnification. Learn how to magnify God's supernatural solutions to life's problems. Watch God supernaturally intervene on your behalf. Discover your purpose and destiny. Sid Roth believes this teaching is the key and missing ingredient to see all the gifts and fruit of the Spirit operating in your life. Don't miss out on getting Kerry Kirkwood's book and four-part audio CD teaching series, The Power of Imagination, plus his audio CD, The Power of Magnification. All three yours for a donation of $45. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9127. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural, P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28. Please specify offer number 9127 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. Next week on It's Supernatural. My guest has seen millions of people, I mean millions of people, healed. And he says it's so easy you can do it too.